0: Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. I'm so happy to have a dear friend of mine here with us. Her name is Christina Ziegold, and um, Christina is a freelancing user experience designer who works on making apps not only look pretty, but also easy to use. In 2011, she decided to leave Germany and immigrate to Australia, where she has lived for over four years. It has been through this experience that Christina got inspired to help other people and publish five books all around the topic of immigrating to Australia, which are all available on Amazon. Recently, Christina started a German blog called Finanzdesignerin.de, financialdesigner.de, around another passion of hers, money and financial freedom. Her goal is to help as many people as possible become financially free through the creation of passive income, something that she's been working on for a while now. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast,
1: Christina. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> that was a very nice summary. I yeah. have, to <laughs> I have to, um, You can use it. Yeah, I can use it. I can <laughs> use it the next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy because, um, you know, not only are we going to look into your journey as um, becoming, let's say, a solopreneur, your own boss, but also especially the topic of money, which I feel is so important, especially for us women, Because in my opinion, not only women, but probably like even our generation in general, um, you know, doesn't care so much about creating financial freedom. It's more about spending, about, you know, Mm -hmm. creating the experiences. But nonetheless, I mean, um, we all have dreams that we need to finance and we all get older and uh, may face situations where, you know, we will not be able to work a a job or something like that. And so I feel it is so important to create this financial basis. And so, um, yeah, let's just start off with, you know, tell us a little bit about your yourself and your backstory. I mean, have you, how have you started out as a freelancer, actually an entrepreneur? I mean, did you dive right into it after, you know, studying? Have you always been one or did you actually transition from uh, a regular nine to five
1: job? Um, basically I've always worked as a freelancer so I well I studied information design informations design in, um, in Austria and then I did a little internship um, at BMW in Palo Alto in California and then I came back to, to Germany and that was... End of 2008 and <laughs> end of 2008 there was like this big mm. um financial crisis yeah, <laughs> going I on remember. yeah so i came back and i was like okay what am i gonna do now well i have to look for a job and i actually i tried to find a permanent position mm-hmm. but there was nothing available like literally nothing at all mm. um, and the only position i could find online was which actually fit really well to my skills, mm-hmm. um, was a position from a, a, a company here in Munich, but they were looking for a freelancer, like mm. a freelance designer. So I was like, yeah, I didn't know anything about freelancing, but <laughs> no worries. I was just like, okay, um, let's go there and have a talk. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that was really cool. That was like my my entrance into the freelance world, basically. So yeah, I just went to this company and had a really nice chat with them and um started yeah to work as a freelancer for them so and,
0: w- yeah. were you f- i mean were you familiar Willy, with the concept of freelancing or um you know what were your your thoughts around it like have you ever considered becoming like a, a self-starter and even when they offered you i mean you just heard that word but did you really understand what that implied for you
1: hmm good question i think i only knew that Freelancing is, well, it's kind of like normal work, more Mm -hmm. or less, right? I mean, you still work for them and for in a project or on a project. But all I knew is, yeah, that you have to write an invoice Mm -hmm. and that it's like slightly different to being like completely or like um, full-time employee there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think for me, it was really easy because also the company was really helpful. They Mm. were like, hey, no worries um they also had some freelancers already working there so mm-hmm. i had a i just had a chat with them and um asked them hey how can i write these, these invoices um what do i have to yeah do i have to look for anything do i have to be careful of anything or mm-hmm. yeah so that was like a really good start into that freelance into that freelance world more or less and i mean all in all really it's not It's a little bit different, obviously, to be a freelancer than being fully, uh, to be a full-time employee. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, only because you have like a bit more freedom and yeah, you can basically choose if you want to work on a project. You have to write your invoices, you have to keep track of like your um, spendings and you have to do like a little bit, like the taxes are are different then, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to worry about that so much when you start um yeah, you can also get a steuerberater <laughs> like a tax a tax, a, a tax accountant basically, and he can also he or she can help you also quite a lot in the beginning, so it's it's really not that complicated and in the end, you still work on a project like the work mm-hmm. itself is not that different,
0: but has there ever been like a moment maybe? when i i mean i remember from my own experience like yeah you know the idea of I, i'm i gonna start my company sounds so great and then you dive in and then it's like okay but you have to consider accounting and taxes and this and this and for the registration you need like <laughs> all these kinds of different papers and then it's like what the fuck you know it's like you just wanted to start this project and now you have like those gazillion things that you have to pay attention to so was there ever this moment where you got like or you felt this overwhelm as well or you felt like a little bit scared maybe and like what the heck am i doing here
1: um maybe only in the very beginning when the, you could, because you have to fill out this yeah this um te- like not, it's not a tax form it's like a form where you have to you have to apply for this mm. um, um registration number for this tax te- oh, yeah, number like uh-huh. a tax id yeah and Yeah, if you've never filled out that kind of form, it's it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah, it's like okay, it's they write German on there, but (laughs) yeah, it's not real um, German. (laughs) It's still hard to understand. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's hard to understand what they mean. Yeah, here and there, and uh, yeah, it's weird. Not self-explanatory. No, it's definitely not self-explanatory. Um, I think actually I went. I think I went to a tax accountant to help me for that. Mm. Um, but is, that's, that's 10 years ago now, so I, I'm i not 100% sure. But I mean, how,
0: but did I think you, I did. how did you move through this moment of like maybe, you know, overwhelm and fear that you had at that point?
1: Mm, I just did. <laughs> so, I mean, it was only that form so, and I knew where um, or who to ask about uh-huh. it. So, Yeah. I knew I can I can ask a tax accountant or some other freelancer at this mm. company. So it was only that um, little thing basically. Okay. It wasn't like a huge, um, like a huge stopper or anything. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, so and once I had that, it was all good for the beginning. So yeah, you don't need much more because um, I think it's also maybe it's different starting as a freelancer or starting like your. Mm -hmm. really like your own company where Mm you soon have employees and everything that's like a totally different um game i think yeah Um, but starting as a freelancer it's it's not that complicated i think
0: but i think i really like the point it's like sometimes you just need to know that there is a person that exists that you can Mm -hmm. ask and go and ask for advice and i think that already helps a lot yeah and um so w- in your opinion, like now looking back on t- on 10 years really of uh, experience as a solopreneur, like what would you say are the most important things that people, you know, should consider or pay attention to when they are starting out a business or even just thinking about wanting
1: to start one? Mm. Well, when you want to start as a freelancer, for sure, like one thing to look out for is the text is the text thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one huge pitfall, you could say, w- mm-hmm. um, in which some freelancers step in quite f- uh, quite frequently, um, which is um, in Germany you have to... So you write your invoice, right? And then mm-hmm. there's like this um, Umsatzsteuer. The sales it, tax. The, is it sale te- sales tax? Yeah. Sales tax. Yeah. So you have to add like this 19, 19% Umsatzsteuer on top of... Um, your service fee exactly Mm -hmm. um but these 19 percent they i mean it's not your income really like you have to pay them to the to the um tax tax office whatever it's called and you have to give it back to the state basically exactly you have to give it back and um it's a bit tricky because uh, in your first year um usually you do that at the end of the year. So you accumulate like all of this money mm-hmm. and it looks like you have this huge amount of money on your bank account. <laughs> but really then some of it or like actually a lot of it, like this 19% of it that you... Yeah, it's like a took, fifth of is, everything that you... Yeah, collect, it's, not, it's not yours really. So um, yeah, and some some people tend to forget that and um, they just spend it. And then mm. at the end of the year, they have to do their taxes and they have to basically pay that money back yeah, yeah. and um, yeah that's <laughs> so some one people pitfall it's... people
0: look out for the taxes and i think it's very important because you know just inform yourselves before mm. you 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 hand in that official like uh paper to start out because once you've started and it's registered you know whether it's a company or whether it's you as a pre- professional person um then you know all the rules apply So you should know before. Any other, um, you know, thing that you can share from your own experience that was so helpful for you, you know, to learn maybe throughout the process or has helped you in actually, you know, growing it to a level where you're almost free to decide which
1: project you want to work on? Mm -hmm. Um, Well... If you, start, if you start out as a freelancer or if you want to start your own company, definitely it's a good idea at the very beginning to talk to a tax accountant, for sure. Um, almost like first step. Um, and then like the next steps to just like develop your business. I think um, it's super important to network and to, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's underestimated by a lot of people that networking is such a huge thing. You can, yeah, you can get like new, you know, projects from that. You, um, you can come to a point where, for example, for example, right now I'm at a point where, um, I don't even really need to look for new projects anymore because Mm -hmm. I have so many colleagues and connections. And so usually actually projects come to me almost. Mm. (laughs) So people, yeah, um ask me, hey, do you have time for this in this project or this like... Is like the dream? <laughs> for,
0: because I, I mean, I also know from own experiences, like thinking if you constantly have to think about the sales and, you know, having mm-hmm. to go out there and looking, f- you know, for clients or people who are interested in your thing, mm-hmm. it can be like so scary and overwhelming. And so having people actually come to you, this is like the best case scenario.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think all you have to do, it's not even that complicated. Um, it's and it's it's fun for me i think to just like go to networking um, there's even networking parties almost i don't know um where yeah and you just don't have to be afraid to tell basically everyone you meet what you do mm. because people can only buy from you when they know what you do and what you sell so i think that's super important to not be afraid to even you know even when you're at the hairdresser or mm-hmm wherever just um yeah i mean you can always mention what you do people will ask anyway the first question normally from people is like hey what do you do business-wise oh okay nice that you ask <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it's um yeah don't be afraid um to basically tell everyone everyone what you do and or what you sell um that doesn't mean that you have to be pushy or anything but mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's as simple as that. Like, only if people know um, what you do, they can they can tell their f- friends about it, or someone else maybe who who's interested in your products or in your services. That's super important, I think. Awesome, and so actually,
0: <clears throat> let me think. Um, so recently you started your German blog finanzdesignerin.de. Um, where you talk about you know your experience and your journey to you know creating enough passive income to become financially free. I think you even set like a, a target year for yourself where you <laughs> want to be at a certain level. Yes. But so um, you know, what has actually been your your motivation for this project, and like what is what is the mission that you are pursuing with this project?
1: Um, my personal goal financially wise Mm -hmm. is well actually I just set this goal um end of last year so end of 2018 and um yeah I don't know I only and I also only did that after like really thinking very hard about okay what do I actually want for myself Mm -hmm. for the next year and for the next few years and um I don't know I came to a point where I said like okay actually for me it's important to Um, I mean I like my job and I like my work Mm -hmm. Um, but for me freedom is like very important that maybe that's also why I work as a freelancer because if more even the word in itself there's the free (laughs) in it (laughs) so yeah I love to just um, be free and take my own decisions and um, yeah as a freelancer obviously I can also pick projects and everything so that's awesome and I can sometimes I can um Decide when I want to work and where I want to work from and everything. So that's already very good. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the, I I kind of like asked myself, okay, what's the the ultimate freedom basically for Mm -hmm. me? And um, financially wise, that's, um, yeah, that's all that has to do with security as well. So, and uh, security, I mean, financial security is also for me that if there is something like a passive income, um, for example, I don't know if you have a flat and you rent it out. Mm-hmm. There's like income coming in where, like passive income, meaning that for this income, you don't have to go uh, to to a company and you don't have to work nine to five. Yeah, you don't have to
0: ac- actively do something for, for you to get like paid for it. You still... It is like kind of automated, right? It is coming in. You've set it up in a way that it is generating money itself That mm, would you- in a
1: way so um yes it's i would say it's more passive than um yeah your usual uh, like your normal um active job your normal job but passive income usually still where well, there's some work behind it like even if you have a, um, a flat and you rent it out obviously st- you will still have work with it like this it's not usually that you set it up and it's like 100% work free mm-hmm. there's only like mm, a very few exceptions if if any i'm just thinking about i mean it. you
0: have let's i mean let's be clear you you have to if you have anything you will always have to administer it yeah. in a certain way yeah. but in comparison to like a regular job or regular activity the percentage is like minor like you said
1: yeah maybe passive like the word, maybe it also comes from, for example, when you write a book, right? You, ha- you have this, you have a lot of work in the beginning. You write mm-hmm. this book, but then you publish it. For example, self-publishing on Amazon. And what's nice about it then is that, I don't know, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be at the supermarket, for example. Mm-hmm. You can be, you can sit together with your friends or anything. And at that very moment, even though you don't work, you mm. can, yeah, you can get money. Like you can make money. In that very instance. Yeah. And um, maybe that's the, the passive part about it. Like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, you do the, the workload, let's say once, but not repetitively necessarily.
1: Mm, de- depends on what it is, but yeah.
0: And, yeah. and like in case of the book, of course, the main job is writing the book, but then it's published and people can mm. buy it at any time, any day, 24 7, 365. And of course, you have to up- update or keep the page updated and everything Mm -hmm. but other than that it's like a minor a minor workload
1: yeah exactly and yeah maybe coming back to your question um so for me personally i set my own goal Mm -hmm. and like my own financial goal and um i want to be yeah i want to be financially free Mm -hmm. uh in five years which means uh, through passive income so which means for me that um within 5 years uh, i have enough passive income through something i don't know it could be renting out a flat or whatever mm-hmm. or through books or i don't know um to well to for this money to just support my my basic spendings mm-hmm. like yeah
0: so what does fin- financial freedom actually mean to you like how how much is let's say in numbers financial freedom to you because mm. I just want to, you know, make clear that th- there is a, a range, you know, for everybody on, yeah. you know, how much money does financial freedom really represent? Because, <laughs> it, you know, it it varies, you know, because you have to think like, okay, how, what what would the things be that I, I would like to experience on a daily basis that would give me this feeling of being free? Mm. And it can be living on the beach, but it can also be, you know, just having um i don't know enough money to pay the rent or something like that so how much is that for you
1: yeah exactly that's a good point actually because um financial freedom i think there's i mean every every person has a different number behind that Mm -hmm. because it depends very much on um yeah how much you spend how much you how much uh, how many things you buy how much money you need to to live Mm -hmm. so obviously like if you live like in a very small flat for example and your spendings are not really high then the number you will need to uh, or the the general number you need to be financially free is lower than someone who has a family with two kids and like quite high expenses yeah so yeah
0: that's but it also doesn't mean that you can only be financially free you know if you generate millions and zillions of euros or dollars that's what I just want people to, you know, become aware of.
1: Mm, no, yeah. So, what is your goal?
0: <laughs> um, if you if you want to share,
1: yeah, sure, sure. I I actually also do on my blog and on my podcast, so <laughs> 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 there's no secrets there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just um, sat down and calculated basically what my expenses are, mm-hmm. and I calculated what I pay for rent, for insurances, just like the very basic. Um, expenses or the ba- the very basic things that I need um, per month to to live mm-hmm. um, also including obviously food and stuff like that um, and my number is 2200 euros per month that I would need to be basically financial financially free if I get and that you, money on your terms yeah through some kind of passive income or so then I mm-hmm. that would be awesome because then I yeah, I don't know. Um I think it takes away like a little bit of the the pressure to or it would take away a little bit of the pressure to have to to have to work, to have to find the next project and mm-hmm. yeah. So that's 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 my goal. And also um I mean, I haven't I haven't reached that goal, so I I um, I don't know if it really is like that, but <laughs> um it, it is also my goal because I think that if you have some kind of passive income um, that pays you your basic bills, then for me that would also mean that I can work from anywhere mm. so um, and yeah for me it's as I said, like this ultimate freedom in my head um, yeah. once I reach it I don't know I can you can we can talk again yeah maybe it's different I don't know but um, right now it's like that yeah
0: yeah but I think like it's so important and thank you so much for sharing that because I feel like you know it's not a crazy number and this is what I want to communicate to the to everybody listening it doesn't have to be a crazy ass number I feel like 2200 euros is like a reasonable number that mm-hmm. is like tangible and achievable
1: Yeah. And we are in Munich. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, it's 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 also like a
0: a quite um, tight number. Mm. But uh, still, like you say, if if for you that would mean, you know, just knowing that your rent, your basic expenses would be covered, it would already give you so much, you know, let's say mental freedom in a way that, you know, you don't have to do the things, but you choose to do the things. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is already like up-leveling the quality of your life, like big time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the number in itself, it's um, as I said for everyone, it's 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 different. Um, I mean, there could also be people who listen to this and they're like, what, two thousand two hundred euros? Holy shit! Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's a high number. So it always depends on where you live, and um, I don't know. For example, if you're a student, then um, I also know people yeah. here in Munich who i mean they live in a shared flat and i think they need maybe i don't know 1200 euros or so per month mm-hmm. or so they can also live from that so that's much less than than i need but yeah. i also live alone and yeah <laughs> i'm also <laughs> yeah, not I a mean, student anymore yeah, but yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, i have a few more insurances through my company and everything but um yeah so it always depends on where you're in where you're at within your in your life, and. Yeah, how much you you spend for what, basically.
0: I love that. And so how did you actually grow up, uh, you know, with this topic of money? Like what were things that you've seen, heard or, you know, experience around that topic? Because usually most of us have like a negative connotation when it comes to money. Like it's evil. Mm-hmm. People who have a lot of money are like bad people and stuff like that. So um, what was it like for you? what did you see i mean has money been an issue in your family or h- how was that
1: yeah that is a good question actually um i actually wonder why for so many people money is a negative thing and and uh, to be honest for for a long time i didn't even know that because for me it was never like really a negative thing like mm-hmm. it's i don't know for me money is something nice i can buy things from and um I have to keep track, obviously, um, of it, but yeah, then it's something really, really nice that you can, um,
0: I don't know. Yeah, you can spoil yourself. You can, you know, create things for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. And when I grew up, I'm just thinking about it, but um, I mean, it was never like... um, think i had a very i had a really um like common at um childhood there was nothing um yeah there was nothing there that that's that stands out from from other people i think i didn't have we didn't have like um a huge amount of money or anything mm-hmm. so it was never like my parents gave me um a lot of money to spend or anything mm-hmm. it's not it's not why um i think yeah it's not the reason why i think money is a po- positive thing mm-hmm. um did you see, for example,
0: your parents, uh, I don't know, struggle or fight over over uh, money or bills or maybe even some things? You know, they they told you about you know what what to do with money or what money means.
1: Mm. No, I don't think they did. Mm. No, I don't think they. Or did. even they like did. the positive the, things, you know. Yeah. The, the the first The first thing I can remember, which is. And which is positive is that my my dad he uh, yeah he used to buy um shares mm-hmm. um on the stock market and uh I don't know how old I was, maybe twelve or thirteen or so mm-hmm. I don't know, I think that's my earliest earliest memory of it, but yeah sometimes he he talked about it and um and yeah um I don't know over time it become it became more and more so um, it came to a point where now I, um, me, my brother, and my dad, we're all kind of like into this stock market and buying shares thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of nice to have that in common with um, with your family. Mm, but except that, I mean, yeah, that in itself is already good because we're talking about money in a way within the family. Maybe that's even that's already more than mm. some other people do. Um,
0: And also, it it, it talks about, you know, using money to make it grow. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like um, most people grow up with this, you know, scarcity mindset of there is not enough money out there. Mm. You have to work really hard to earn a lot of money. Mm. Um, You know, uh, money doesn't fall from... the the tree or what do you how do you say that (laughs) but like those kind of sayings you know it's all about this lack 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 there is not enough yeah so it is so so great that you had this you know um, experience where you actually see people you know use money and make it grow
1: yeah that's true so that was definitely an advantage maybe now that i think about it yeah but yeah i don't know but my parents never You know, they never pushed us to Mm -hmm. to save for anything like it was never, never like that. It wasn't really like a huge wasn't like an intentional topic, I think. Mm. Um, And the the stock market. Yeah, only I mean, that topic only existed because my dad was into it or is still into it and is interested in it. And I'm curious, like when you think about
0: your mom and money, what comes to your mind? How does she manage money?
1: Mm. Well, when me and my sister, my brother, when we were little, she, well, she actually, she managed the, the money for the whole, uh, for the household. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad was the one who was earning the money. So quite like the... Yeah. Classical. C- classic. <laughs> stereotypes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, di- it's a different generation, I guess. But yeah, um, classical role. Uh, role models mm-hmm. and yeah but she was also I think she was also good with money like she always kept track of it as far as I remember she had like this little um, this little box where she put in the the money for our for our food and everything and so mm-hmm. she kept track of how much we spend and how much we still have yeah but that's
0: so the reason I, and I just want to explain a little bit why I'm asking this mm-hmm. is because um, since we're we're having this opportunity today to, you know, talk about this whole topic, I want people to understand their blueprint mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're if you're not aware the, you know, 95 percent of everything that you do is controlled by your subconscious mind and your yeah. subconscious mind is program throughout your childhood years especially like the first seven years through everything that you see hear, and experience and so um and i love also breaking with these stereotypes and um <laughs> you know it's not oh and i think for many people this is you know the reality where they see their dads are generating money
1: yeah true are yeah.
0: growing money and the mothers or the, the women are usually you know they're keeping the money together Mm-hmm. they're budgeting. Mm. They're not thinking about, you know, how can I make more of it, but you're thinking about how can I how can I make sure that this lasts. That's a very good point, yeah. And so everybody who's listening, I just want to encourage you to, you know, just reflect. What did your parents do? You know, what did they tell you? What did they say to you? What are some phrases that, you know, you've heard like quite repeatedly? and think about you know whether this is really true or not and th- and also reflect on you know what are things that you actually copied from them yeah because are you are you focused on you know budgeting and and you know not spending or are you are you focusing on you know growing mm. so this is just the point point. and so what would you say means money now to you Like, what is the meaning of money to
1: you? (laughs) That's also a good question. (laughs) The meaning of money. uh, Yeah. I would say, well, the meaning of money. For me, actually, it's, I think, um, it's freedom. Because it's it's freedom to, if I have money, I can do whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also interesting that you asked a question. Because I heard someone else in a podcast, I think, asking asking that question and some people said it's um money means more like um, i don't know they something that they t- have to take um, care about or something more negative like mm-hmm. um um uh, you know debts for example mm-hmm. but for me it's yeah for me it's really the opposite for me it's freedom to do whatever and freedom to buy whatever if, if i want to if i have enough money i can mm-hmm. buy things obviously with um yeah because
0: um it is it is interesting because most people like we when we think about you know people who have a lot of money like Mm. we mentioned a little bit in the beginning it's like we see them as pranks as you know uh evil people and um uh whatever all those all those different stereotypes right but um you, you can you can base it and and for some people money means like survival money means like you know this is the only way that I'm able to live or mm. uh, whatever but if you think about it I mean in the end it's just like a piece of paper you know <laughs> yeah it's a piece of paper and we are choosing the the value or the meaning that we're giving to it yeah and True. so like you mentioned in the other example if you just you know give it a negative meaning well this is all that it's going to be you you won't see that actually you know people somehow forget that you know if you have a lot of money you can actually do a lot of good in the world mm. you you won't help like maybe your your favorite organization or you know cause if if you're only making like maybe $1000 or euros
1: yeah that's a very good point actually um for me it's i'm also <laughs> i'm also that kind of person who likes to help others mm-hmm. if i can and it also it also took me a while to realize that, for example, um, I would, if I could, I would like to work more um, as a, so normally in my usual job as a designer, I would uh, like to work more for, mm, yeah, how do you say, like social, um, mm-hmm. social projects. Mm-hmm. But the problem with this, with that is normally that social projects are either not paid or mm. really not really well paid so that's for me that's another issue why um if i had some kind of um, passive income Mm -hmm. that would um, through that um yeah that would that would enable me to work more on social projects as well Mm -hmm. because then i don't need to worry about this money issue so much anymore because then my my yeah my basic expenses are covered and you're not in survival mode anymore exactly i can also work on whatever i want Mm. which which would be really nice
0: and so you know one thing is having the desire for yourself to to get to that level of, of freedom right and um you know like like you said your web design business is really running well right now so Why is it so important for you to, you know, share this experience very openly? Like for those who don't understand German, they will not understand a thing on your website. But I can tell you that Christina is, you know, very, very open about what she does, how much she's making from each uh, um, activity or, Mm -hmm. you know... um, Intent of creating passive income, so you know why is this so important for you to to share this with other people and help others to you know create the same um let's say financial independence for themselves
1: mm um mostly because I realized it's fun <laughs> actually it's fun to share your knowledge and um, to help others through that as well um yeah, I just recently I was at a at a talk it's um, some kind of uh it's a co-working space for women basically here in mm-hmm. in Munich and that was a lot of fun for example we i wasn't alone there we we were like three women we were talking about money in general how we spend it um yeah and also um how we um i don't know how much we save and what our financial goals are mm-hmm. so that was super nice to see those other uh, women also starting to engage with us Mm -hmm. and they started to open up and um just like share their own experiences and yeah I could just see there that there's some value in just sharing your your knowledge like even if obviously I'm not you know I'm not a super expert in um I don't know in investing money or anything I wouldn't call myself an expert I'm but I did some things, and or I, I tried some things out, and that's already more than other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I'm just taking care of the money I have, basically, mm-hmm. so it can grow. <laughs> and yeah, it's just a just a lot of fun to share that and to try to yeah to try to see the positive value of money for for other people who may have like negative. Um, feelings about it or mm-hmm. negative thoughts was there a moment that sparked you know this
0: uh this desire this idea of i mean creating the, this blog and this platform was there any moment in particular that made you you know realize or see like oh my god this is i i, I, I can see people need help and i want to give them that like was there any particular moment <laughs> where
1: you had this this spark that made you go for it um no actually it started out with my own financial goal so when i set my own financial goal yeah end of last year end of 2018 mm-hmm. i was um i was just thinking hey what i'm what am i going to do with it am i just going to do that for myself or do you want to share it like what do I want to do and right there and then i decided To actually not right there and then, because I talked to some people and Mm -hmm. I told them about this goal, and um, quite often I got the feedback um, from people saying, "Oh, okay, how do you want to do that?" Or, Mm -hmm. um, "Tell me more about it. Okay, I'm curious." Yeah, Mm -hmm. reactions like that. So then I decided, or then I got thinking, and I was like, "Okay, seems to be an issue for some people, or seems to be interesting." And at that point, I also I wanted to try out a podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to start a podcast talking about basically my my own goal like this um, to become financially free within mm-hmm. five years. And um, I'm just telling people um, what I do, what works well or what doesn't work well. And also sometimes I do interviews so mm-hmm. similar to what we, we're doing right now. With other people, Um, and yeah, that's super nice so far. Um, Yeah, what is your podcast actually called? (laughs) You can find my podcast on um, iTunes or Spotify, and it's called "Finanz-Designerin." Finanz Finanz, uh, slash not slash. What is it? Uh, Uh, Minus minus. minus designerin. Finanz designerin. Yeah, you can find me there, and yeah, would be nice if you listen to it, and I'm also happy about any feedback.
0: Yeah, and so what? what is the overall response that you've gotten so far? Especially like I'm curious in that talk that you mentioned with the other women, when mm. you have shared your goals, when you have, sh- you know, uh, made certain things transparent and, um, you know, talked about things that usually... Really, people do not want to talk. It's like those one of those topics. If you talk to somebody, don't talk about religion and don't talk about politics and don't talk about money, right? <laughs> hey, right.
1: And so, what was their response? I got very, oh, I got really very different responses. But mostly, it's it's quite interesting because when I, um, when I tell people I have this podcast. Mm-hmm um quite often the the reaction is super positive, mm-hmm. and um some people i don't know just like recently um someone said like Holy shit, how did you do that like how do you how do you mm-hmm. how does that how does that even work to to you know yeah to do that podcast like how do how yeah. do you upload it how do you do all of that I was like, uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not that complicated, so I started to explain. Um, yeah, but this is
0: this is the thing, and this is why I feel this is so important. You doing the podcast, I'm doing the podcast, that, you know, it, it, it might, like, everything that we feel is, like, so evident, self-evident, or simple, or easy, or, you know, self-explanatory. It is not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, you know, that's why I feel it's so important to help people, not educate them, but make them aware of mm-hmm. things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so it's um, what I think is what's really funny about it is that once you um, get into that flow, or once you actually do things, Mm -hmm. like in in German, they uh, they always said you have to, you must kommen, you have to, you know, you have to do things. Um, Get into motion. And it's really like that. Yeah, it's it's funny how um, since I since I. I, I try to, to do that since the beginning of this year. I to just do things because sometimes before that uh, I used to postpone or I don't know, I used to postpone stuff or when I had an idea, I was like, ah, I have to think about it. Should I really do that? Even with a podcast, actually, yeah. I did the same thing. I was like, Mm I thought about it for a few weeks at least. <laughs> I thought about it and it was like, ah, oh, should I really do that? Should I really, you know, even publish my mm. own numbers, basically my own income, my mm-hmm. own... Um, Expenses and everything like that. Should I really do that? Is that a good idea? I don't know. Um, and then I just decided to do it, and so far, yeah. I mean, I get really good feedback, and um, I think it's important for some people to just start with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially um, talking about talking about money. There need to be more people, especially in Germany. <laughs> There should be more people who just talk about money and most of all, more women who talk about money. It's still super crazy, I think, when you look at the iTunes Mm -hmm. um, library there, when you search for the topic uh, investing, for example. Mm -hmm. Still, I don't know why, like still you get, um, like from all the results you get, there's like 98% or even 99%. It's only men talking about finances and money and investing and stuff like that. And there's like really little, uh, only a few, few women who, mm. who do that. And that's, that's a bit of a shame. So that was and another that comes
0: back to what we talked about earlier. It's mm-hmm. like this classical image of, you know, men are responsible for that. Yeah, but, exactly. But you know, actually what I found very interesting is like the current generation of millennial women is the generation, the, the, the generation of women who have more, more money disposable to, to, to them. Mm-hmm. um than any other generation before so oh, you really know, yes our okay. generation actually has quite a lot of money mm-hmm. and um but now the question is you know how do you how do you see the money and what do you do with it yeah exactly. So what are some of the things that most resonated with
1: the women in the in the talk that you gave um well yeah it was interesting to see because some of them they had only really, really, really basic knowledge about um, money and even investing. Um, they, like, even at the questions they asked, you could see that they had very little knowledge. But, I mean, it's, it's that's not bad. I'm not saying that, that that's bad. It's already really good that they were there mm-hmm. and, like, asking questions. And um, you could see that they they want to do something and they want to learn something new, and they want to do something something mm-hmm. with their money they want to take care of it. There was something that I don't know what exactly, but something sparked their interest um to to do more with it mm-hmm. mm and that was nice to see for them to just yeah be enthusiastic about it basically and um so what do you think or? Are- Uh, I don't
0: know if, let's say, mindset around money was a little bit of a topic uh, in in that session. But, you know, what do you feel are some of the biggest, I call them bullshit beliefs, that people or women have around money?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The biggest bullshit beliefs? um, Yeah, I think the biggest bullshit belief is probably your own doubt that you can't do it or something like that um probably that applies actually to every project or everything that you would like to do like this this and i think it's it's like that for everyone there's there's like this cloud of doubt mm-hmm. above your head uh, which which is always there in a way saying like okay do you really think that's a good idea like can you really do it and yeah for me yeah if you're saying the biggest bullshit belief that for me is to to listen to that to that cloud of doubt, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah, because I think especially in this day and age, with like all the information you can get online even, there's really no there's no reason, whatever you wanna do, to not be able to achieve it. I can't think of anything that that's not achievable in a way. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it takes longer obviously depending Mm -hmm. on what you want to do but i think people also forget that everyone or people sometimes forget that everyone starts starts off yeah small with whatever with um, whatever you you do or whatever whatever you want to do and that's completely normal and then sometimes because of that maybe some people don't even start
0: Mm. yeah because they discard it right from the beginning yeah and so, how did you get started now with creating your financial freedom? What are some of the things that you've already done to mm-hmm. to move towards that? Like, let's make it practical so that people also get an idea, you know, what are practical things that you can actually do?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, for me, um, for me, I, you mean passive income? hmm Yeah. For me, I, um, at the moment, my... Well, I get my, the biggest part of my passive income comes through um, shares or like um, uh, dividends. Mm -hmm. Is it dividends in English? Yeah. Yeah, Dividenden in Deutsch. Dividends, I guess. Um, So, yeah, basically, that's pay, basically payouts from your shares. Like, yeah. It's like an interest. Yeah, exactly. More or less. Yeah. So that's my my biggest passive income right now. So you followed your your dad's steps into (laughs) stock trading. But exactly. But I also started to buy my first shares 10 years ago, actually with the first money I earned. I invested straight away some of it and actually quite a lot of it in in shares, which was good (laughs) looking back.
0: And so um, if people are interested, for example, in shares, but, you know, It's such a, it can be such an overwhelming topic. And if you've never dealt with this topic, Mm. then um, I think you can get discouraged quite easily if you just start researching a bit because there are so many options also in Mm, how to trade. And um, what has helped you like do your first investment or how did you even know what to invest in? Because there is like, depending on where you're living... (laughs) You yes. know there is a huge list of companies that you can invest in there's different you know funds there is different you know shares so what has helped you or what is even something that you can recommend to people how to go about this if if they if this is something that they're interested in
1: Yeah that's a huge question I think we can even like we can easily cover like a new podcast episode yeah. only with uh, with uh, shares <laughs> but yeah for Hmm, where should I start?
0: so was how was it like for you? what what you know helped you make that decision and you know pick pick something to invest in?
1: Mm, good question. I think, well, first of all, coming back to your question from before for um how should maybe beginners mm-hmm. invest in shares? Um I mean, I definitely think it's always good to yeah to read about it, to maybe. Uh, watch some YouTube videos. I don't know, yeah, if you know a little bit more already, maybe because yeah, otherwise yeah. there's some some so weird people can... on YouTube as well yeah. but um yeah, start to to read about it and start to just build up knowledge mm-hmm. and then, especially um with the topic shares, you yeah, you have to know there's different strategies about shares, and that's I think one very basic. Or one of the most basic knowledges that people or some people don't seem to know because you can um, you can have the strategy with shares to buy them and then hold them for a really long time and then sell them after a very long time mm-hmm. or um, that's like the typical the other thing is the typical trading mm-hmm. um where some people buy shares and then they sell them very soon
0: yeah that's like the classical let's say Wall Street
1: exactly uh financial, I don't know what they're called, like traders yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, in my opinion, people tend to if they hear shares, they always think about this trading mm. thing, they're like, oh okay, it's but that's unsafe, um mm-hmm. I can lose all of my money, um yeah, but it depends on your strategy, the strategy you have mm-hmm. so for beginners, I would definitely. Uh, recommend to not try this trading thing Mm -hmm. meaning don't buy it and and um, sell the share within the next day or the next week or even the next month or the next year Mm. that's yeah that's um that's that's not um, you do well then you don't hold it long enough i think um but when you have another strategy and you you buy shares and you hold them let's say for for um, 10 years or even better, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, you minimize the, the risk really of, of losing money. Well, except the company, <laughs> except oh, yeah, the I company. Mean, people have um, to
0: be aware there's always a risk. But if yeah. the longer you project it, let's say, the more probable it is that the risk is more controllable or decreases. Yeah, I mean there's no guarantee, but just you have to keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, especially if you buy shares from like really really big companies like um, I don't know, for example Apple or McDonald's or mm-hmm. like huge companies. It's um, obviously you still have to keep track a little bit how they are doing. To um, yeah, over time you have to keep track of it, but it's not like you have to look at the shares every day, how mm-hmm. are they doing and um, what do you have to do and stuff like that. You don't have to do that except you're trading, yeah. really. But um, yeah, for me, my, my personal strategy is to to buy shares. For example, McDonald's. I'm mm-hmm. a big McDonald's share fan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then it's really best to, to hold them for a long time because then you 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 really minimize... Uh, the risk of losing any money with it mm-hmm. if there is i'm not saying there's no risk but with like huge companies like yeah mcdonald's for example they are producing food i think people will always need food yeah um yeah
0: and maybe people will uh are wondering you know okay but if i invest into shares and you tell me to hold on to them for 10 or 30 years when will mm-hmm. i ever see you know a return like I will need that money. <laughs> so, um, just explain briefly. You know how can people actually uh, get some of the money? Let's say a return on this.
1: Well, you definitely get, depending on the on the company. But l- let's stick to the McDonald's example. Yeah. Uh, from McDonald's, you also get dividends, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so that's like the first the first money you get back, basically, yeah. from your investment. And so what are some other things that you've also done
0: to in, in, to get closer to your goal of 2200 euros?
1: <laughs> yeah, I um well, I bought a um I bought a flat and I'm also planning to to buy at least one more this year. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I will try to do that. I hope it works out. <laughs> um so yeah to get my get my First rent then. Um, Also, yeah, I'm I'm just trying a few different things out. So, for example, what I I really like is uh, writing. Mm -hmm. So I just tried uh, on Amazon, for example, there's this Amazon um, Mm -hmm. self-publishing option where you can, well, where basically everyone can become an an author. Mm -hmm. So you can just write a book, about whatever, whatever you know, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever um, you can also research about some topic, obviously, and write a book, and then you can just publish it on Amazon, and Amazon will do everything else for you. So they will, if someone orders that book, they will print it for you, they will ship it for you. Yeah, you don't have any more work with it. Basically, you only write the book. Um, you have to, you have to have someone, or you have to create the cover yourself Mm -hmm. but then once that is finished you have like your own little product which is yeah which can create passive income for you if it sells (laughs) yeah so as you mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast that is something i'm trying to do right now or that is one of the things i try to do so i published five little books so far Mm -hmm. actually um all about the um all Uh, australia or like moving to australia um but i will also like the next books i want to publish Mm -hmm. are more about more in in the financial direction Mm -hmm. so it goes together with um, my podcast and my my blog because the other books they don't have basically anything to do with that financial topic really (laughs) um yeah or yeah, um, and maybe also why Australia is such a big topic for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you mentioned it because I, I lived there for four yeah. years, and I know quite a lot about it. I know quite a lot about the life there and like how to move there, how to go, how to come back to Germany. And yeah, so just decided to to share my lo- my knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Amazon self publishing is one more thing I'm trying, as I said. Um, what else?
0: And is there anything uh, else? like work in progress or ideas that you just have that you can share with us that you're maybe uh, thinking about exploring in the near future?
1: Mm, I think the um, buying the flat will be the next Mm -hmm. big bigger thing for sure. Um, I also thought about um, there's another thing on Amazon called Amazon FBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, So What is this? um where you can basically publish your own or sell your own products you can for example if you have a good product idea Mm -hmm. you can produce that product in germany or china or whatever wherever you want you want it to be produced and um then what happens is that you basically ship it to amazon and amazon stores it for you and when Mm -hmm. it sells they sell it for you so um Yeah, I think Amazon FBA, there are some people who um, I know are really, um, they're really successful with it. Mm -hmm. And that can be another, um, yeah, apparently like a really good way to get some more passive income. I haven't tried it out personally, Mm -hmm. but that would be interesting also.
0: Yeah, I think um, what I love about, you know, let's say the examples that you're giving is also, you know for people to realize that you know there there are many different ways that you can do to generate you know let's say this extra cash Mm. or to you know invest into it doesn't have to be for example stocks this is like a very classical example but you know if this feels like a top like i think the most important thing is you have to be willing to spend time on educating yourself about the topic if Mm, like you know stocks might work for some person maybe for christina but maybe if you're thinking like about stocks in the stock market and inside of you you know everything is just like (laughs) cramping and (laughs) it, it seems like a nightmare you know don't do it even if it might be a great strategy but you know just you know um research about what are different ways to be able to generate passive income because there's really lots like Mm -hmm. you know things that maybe people don't even think about is like you can you can uh, have a vending machine in some restaurant you know those are forms of passive income you just put a machine there and you have somebody refill it every day or every week or whatever you can sell that like you said the amazon fba or even you know having your own maybe little i don't know Etsy shop or something like that or I mean it, re- it, re- it will require a little bit of work right but there's mm-hmm. so many ways on how to produce more money than your average nine to five and so yeah, I definitely. feel this is like a-, a key message that I want people to hear like just go and google you know passive income and how to generate it and uh, start with that I would say.
1: Mm. Yeah there's, there's lots of different options yeah also de- it, de- it really depends on um what you like doing or what you can do what your skills are as well for example also for if you're a designer for example you can um you know you can create stock photos and just sell them online that's like yeah um one one time work basically Mm -hmm. you have to shoot those photos and you have to upload them and tag them probably but then once they sell they sell so Yeah. yeah Or like
0: yourself, if you love traveling, you know, I see so many people who travel, but they don't do anything about it. Maybe they have a blog post every now and then. But, you know, I feel like, like, like yourself, they can just write a book, you know, put it on Amazon. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. cost you anything to just try those things out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, Trying things out. I mean, I personally really, really, really like to try those things out. Um, I think it's definitely worth it um if whatever you're doing if it doesn't work out then hey at least you can say you tried it yeah <laughs> i think that's always good uh, yeah
0: what is maybe some of the biggest pitfall that you experienced in your financial ex- journey so
1: far good question um there wasn't any huge pitfall but if i have to name one mm-hmm. then um well something if I have to name one thing that I would do better next yeah. time is when I bought my first flat i didn't know um that the um electrics in the mm-hmm. uh in the apartment they had to be changed they had to mm-hmm. be renewed mm-hmm. and um i didn't know that i didn't i didn't see it when i when I bought the flat mm-hmm. so that was like um a bit of a bigger uh, yeah. cost, or like an additional cost that I um, didn't calculate mm-hmm. at the beginning, but um, yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest biggest pitfalls, if you, if you name it like that, mm-hmm. yeah, that comes to mind,
0: or something that has like cost you. Let's say
1: they cost me some money, yeah. yeah. But you know, when something like that happens, I I always see it as okay. I just learned something. It's mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's not nice or anything but then it's a good lesson (laughs) well (laughs) now uh, if you're
0: gonna buy the second one then you will definitely pay attention to that I'm sure for sure (laughs) (laughs) definitely so um, what is maybe one message that you would like you know to share with the audience if there is just one thing that you could share and something that you know really want people to be aware of maybe let's focus really on this topic of money what would be this one thing that you want everybody to know
1: or be aware of about money Um, I would like to see more people like tracking their their expenses Mm -hmm. or yeah at least have a like a rough knowledge what they what their expenses are I think that's the very first step to like not ending up in debt or yeah because when you're aware of what you what you spend and what you obviously also what you earn <laughs> but um if you're more aware about that then there's no or yeah there's no chance you 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 end up in in debt and if you're already if you have some debts mm-hmm. then I think your first, yeah, your first step should be to try to pay that off before you're investing in anything.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, just that would be probably also a good advice. Advice: um, only start investing in something if you, yeah, if you're debt-free. Meaning, um, not talking about um, debts for, uh, yeah, for flats or anything, but flat uh, debts for. I don't know. Uh, commercial Mm. um consumption yeah consumption stuff that i don't know for example if you took it dead about like 1000 2000 euros from your bank just because to pay off that tv or so that's Mm. not such a good idea just pay that off and then start investing in or then take care about the money that you earn after that and what would you say
0: to everybody who feels like yeah but you know i'm doing all right you know i always have like I always get along with the money that I have mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm not so, let's say motivated or interested into, you know, digging myself through those bills and how much do I spend <laughs> and whatnot. Like, what would you, what would you say to those?
1: Phew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there are people out there who are really not interested in the topic money and, so in their own money, I don't even, I don't know why, but, (laughs) I don't know why, but it's like that, and then, you can't force anyone to be interested in that, I think, um, what do, what would you say, what
0: is like, uh, a nice, let's say, motivation or benefit, you know, for them to really, you know, just overcome this, um, yeah, I don't know if, if you want to call it fear, but, um, this resistance, like what would they benefit from if they really you know just move their ass and just dig deep and just do it once like what can what can people expect you know to maybe happen
1: for mm. them well, I think for them it would be more they would get more security in a way in their lives um because when you yeah when you have your when you have stable finances doesn't mean that you have to earn a shit load of money but you have to but when you know what's coming in what's going out and everything then i think that's a that's a huge um benefit like that's that's a big security that you have in your life because yeah then when you know okay i don't have any debts i i know everything is good i'm on a good i'm on, on a good track for example to to my financial goal actually that's another very good uh advice probably to to set an uh a financial goal mm, yeah i recommend it <laughs> think about what you want and set a goal it doesn't have to be super 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 big but just set a goal with a time and <laughs> when um yeah when you want to achieve it and what do you what you want to achieve and why for uh, most of most of all where was i um yeah that it gives the them
0: security point. and i think maybe even more importantly you know like a, well, like we talked a little bit about in the beginning each and every one of us has dreams mm. there's things that you want to do and it's not the things that you want to buy it's it's the experiences that you want to make in your life and i feel like if you don't push yourself to you know this next step where you're just creating transparency and clarity for yourself about you know how much you're making how much you're spending and how much is you know left at the end of the month Yep. the faster you do that the faster you will be able to live that experience that you're dreaming of
1: <laughs> yeah for sure yeah you put that very very well um yeah for sure it's like that
0: so even if maybe it's not the you know most enticing thing for you to do, but you know for 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 the sake of your dream, I would really encourage you to just sit down one day and you know go through that because um, that will definitely allow you to do that experience or that dream much much faster. Um, than you would do now and like Christina said you know with a confidence and a security knowing that you know I have the financial means Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna have to put it on my credit card
1: yeah and um, I'm not even sure if you have to sit down a full day or anything you you can also just start off by I mean that would be good to just sit down and go through everything (laughs) maybe that's already advanced but um, yeah you can also just start off today and just um keep track of keep track of what you're spending mm. and um maybe write it down somewhere there's also there's a billion of apps out yeah. there for your phone where you can track stuff like that or uh you can also write it down in some kind of excel sheet i do that for example i do have something but just like in your that.
0: phone everybody has a note uh a notepad app
1: yeah for example but there's also there's like whole apps for that like yeah. there's um. How are they called? Expenses, track your expenses, yeah, apps, sometimes. something yeah. like that. You yeah. just go to the App Store, you will find at least 10. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's not difficult to do. And I would encourage you to, I mean, just try it out for maybe a month or so. And then so maybe even s- see how you go. Start with a
0: day. Start with one day. <laughs> start
1: with one day, um, keep going for a month. That would be ideal yeah. <laughs> uh, and just see how you go see how you feel at the end uh I personally I always think it's it's a good feeling to yeah to just have the overview mm-hmm. um to just have the also it's kind of like to have the overview over your your life really yeah right and yep yeah, I would really encourage you to start with that if you're not already doing it Awesome.
0: And so one thing I always like to close out is uh, I call it the three nuggets of wisdom. So if tomorrow was your last day, everything that you've experienced, everything that you've learned, you know, will be gone. But um, you could send three, you know, pieces of wisdom that you've um, developed throughout that history uh, that you could share with your six year old self about life, about, you know, what to maybe focus on,
1: etc. cetera.
0: Uh, <laughs> what would those three things be that you would like, like little Christina to know?
1: Hmm. Very interesting question. Three things. I think I would tell myself to Oh, definitely not take other people too seriously. Uh, meaning, you know, yeah, listen to what they say, but don't take everything For granted, or like, don't, don't, um, don't.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive podcast and spending your precious time with us. Um, If you found Mm -hmm. this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have There's a comment, question to or topic that you, know, you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrive podcast. So see you and next you week, will. girl. And uh, until and then, don't forget that so you were meant to yeah, thrive. You
1: won't experience if you're always only at home or in your home country. So that's one more thing. And maybe the third thing would be to Yeah, really never stop never stop learning, like never stop um trying to um, to do things like to start things but also never stop learning um in a, uh, in a way of um because <laughs> maybe to to explain i i just had this thought thought of my a teacher of mine in high school mm-hmm. and he says he said one thing which pretty much was like um yeah you will never learn so many things again as in in school <laughs> no, now here such here such and cool now shit. yeah and I'm sometimes <laughs> I don't know why I'm I'm thinking back to that I'm like that's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard that's so honestly true. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, you never stop learning you will uh, you will uh, there are so many things out there that obviously you can't learn in school at all yeah um finances are mm-hmm. also um, one thing of it and um, yeah just use I, w- I would tell myself just use the technology that that is uh, available um, right now which is like the internet and everything like there's so many information available just use it as well as you can to mm. educate yourself always don't stop amazing so
0: Christina thank you so much for being part of the Thrive Podcast today um I think this has been like such an uh, important topic and I'm so happy that we could, you know, um, hopefully create some more, um, maybe security, maybe even, uh, you know, open up the field a little bit more around the whole topic of money and also, you know, your experience, um, as a solopreneur, Mm -hmm. um, I think was very valuable. So thank you so much for being with us. And let us know where can people find you and how can they work with you?
1: Um, yeah, you can just find me on well just as I said before mm-hmm. on my website finance designerinde So mm-hmm. find finance oh god in English. Uh, finance minus designerin.de. Yeah. Um yeah, there are all my contact details there. So awesome. just get in touch if you want if you want to know anything.
0: Amazing. So get in touch with Christina and you know, tune in for the next episode and um yeah.